<laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the new episode of Imperial Everyday Women. I am Dr. D. And I am Ash. It's good to see you, Ash. You too, it's been a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm excited about the episode today. Um... Today, before we get started, though, I want to share with you, when we say imperial, what we mean by imperial everyday woman. So, what we're thinking, or what we mean is that imperial, as it relates to being royal or majestic, um, queenly, right? Um, especially since we're talking about women. I guess it could be princely as well, but we're talking about women, so we'll keep it at queenly and sovereign and um, just majestic and amazing so so we hope to highlight the uh, majestic the worthy of awe in every woman um, those things that we have made seem like every day and everyone does it or the ways in which we've made women not feel like they at they measure up to other women because of the things that they don't do. Um, we want to dismantle that. We really want to encourage women to remember that they are worthy of all. They are majestic in the things that they accomplish every day and everyday tasks, those things that we have taken for granted. You are a queen. Thanks for joining us today. So today we're going to talk about the measurement of womanhood or what it means to be a good woman. We're going to interrogate some of what the world has told women about what it means to be a good woman or what is um, considered the appropriate acts of a woman and really look at how we have set each other up and the world has set us up really not to be successful or to um, experience things like anxiety and stress because we're trying to measure up to either an impossible standard or one that doesn't even wasn't even made for us. Mm. Um, after that, we're going to take a moment to highlight our and feature our imperial everyday woman. I'm excited to hear who you've selected this time, Ash. And I'm excited to feature them, just to be perfectly honest. Great. Then we're going to re uh, review or share with you um, a couple things that we've been enjoying since the last time we talked. I'm excited to tell you my new find. And then we're going to finish up with talking about the difference between noise and signals. So we hope you stay tuned. So, Ash, you and I, um, a couple weeks ago, started having a conversation about womanhood and just all the ways in which society has set these standards that are often impossible to meet as we think about what is expected of women. And so um, it reminded me of a few years ago, some folks may be familiar with Juanina Bynum, did a recording of a, of a sermon she did called No More Sheets. And she talked about 
the expectations of women, particularly if they wanted to um, get married, some of the things they should do. And one of them that really stuck to me was making sure that your cupboards were full. She talked about um, making sure that you went to the grocery store and really stocked up, just really structuring your life in a way that expected you were you were expecting a mate and that your home and your heart and your hearth would be ready for one and I found out a few months after doing that that all I was doing was wasting money Mm -hmm. Um, I was throwing away food that I would never eat and I was really trying to live an expectation that someone had set for me that wasn't really it wasn't a good standard for me because I didn't have that kind of expendable income so I, I'm, I know that it has not changed, right? It hasn't changed since that No More Sheets sermon as women are continuing to try to live up to some, some standard that we didn't set for ourselves. Absolutely. Um, let me just say that I am that person that feels like what you're supposed to do is have your cupboards filled and your refrigerator stocked and full. And honestly, it's just a waste of money for me. <laughs> I waste so much money on on food that I just have to throw away just because I never get to it. And it just, it makes no sense to put that p- sort of expectation on yourself, right? Yeah. Um, it's just expensive. And it's, quite honestly, it's dumb. <laughs> Some of the other ways we do it is relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Many times we were rushing to a relationship or um, consider ourselves not somehow flawed. We're somehow flawed as a woman because we're not in a relationship. Um, I even tell my daughter now, and she'll tell you, if you mention children, she'll say, you know, that's if I get married, if I have children. Because I wanted her not to grow up with that kind of stress on her shoulders and feeling like she was less than because her life wasn't panning out the way someone else is, is, is doing. So there are stats out there about women and um, single women and women without children and divorce rates. And one of the ways, one of the things we wanted to dismantle was really this idea around women and relationships, an expectation to be in one, an expectation to be in one by a certain age, um, what that relationship really looks like. So I know when I was younger, my mother, um, frowned upon long distance relationships and marriage. And that may be an ideal setting or or it may be ideal for a couple to live, you know, at a distance. I have a colleague, a friend who for the first couple of years of their marriage, they lived in different States because that's the way their jobs were structured and they made sure that they met up on holidays and long weekends, but it worked for them. Um, but someone, you know, back when we were kids might say that a wife goes with her husband, right? Mm -hmm. That no matter what he's doing and, you know, the church may say it too, but I think we need to interrogate the, um, the time that we live in, the, um, location that we live in and really think about what is informing the expectations that we have on women. You know, I'm sitting over here thinking like, all right, don't put your business out there. But 
Um, I, I think that a lot of the time my point of view is not popular. Uh, so I'm always hesitant about what I do say and what I do reveal. But um, I've always been one that felt like I don't need to live with my husband, right? I, <laughs> I'm okay if we lived long distance and we just met up on weekends or something like that. Um, and I still sort of feel that way. But after trying a long distance relationship, I found that um, that it's it's not for me. Wow. Um, <laughs> which says a lot, you know. Um, I thought that I needed my space and... Um, but it was just like, the more I didn't see that person, the more I yearned to see that person or to be in their presence or to have those conversations close by and just always, not always being up under them, but just being in close proximity, I guess. Sure. So, um, I think that it, it changes and, um, different strokes for different folks. Definitely. So that's the point of the conversation, right? Is that not every it's not universal absolutely and it depends on the the individuals in the relationship and it depends on the woman and you are not less than you are not broken you are not flawed um if your relationship doesn't look like someone else's Mm. now there are lines right like we're not talking about abuse whether it's verbal mental or physical or all the above we're not talking about um being in a relationship that doesn't work for you and you, you're doing it anyway because somehow you feel like that that's what you're responsible for. That's what we're trying to dismantle is if you are doing things differently, if you're not in a relationship, if you've never been in one and you're well past the age that someone says you should have been, it is okay. Mm. You are not the only one. Um, and even though there may be really difficult days, even for those who are in relationships, you are still amazing. You're not broken. Nothing's wrong with you. You know, as we're thinking about the expectations put on women, are the tasks they complete, right? You have to be a good homemaker. You have to be a good cook. Mm. You have to be able to do hair. Um, You have to be a nurturer and love children. All those ways in which... um, the assumptions are made that that's what being a good woman or being a woman entails. And it's just not true. Mm. I always laugh and say, I like my children. Period. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. And kids love me. They throw their arms around me. Um, and for a while I felt like, well, man, maybe I'm supposed to like kids. I, I just need to be nice to kids. I don't have to always want to be around them (laughs) yeah or you don't necessarily have to let them hug you right no no you should probably let them hug you though i'll think about it (laughs) (laughs) but it goes back to what are the assumptions versus what are the what's the reality for every woman and we do need to think about what is what have we been socially conditioned to believe where's that coming from the media, our our the our our parents and our elders, um, and sometimes they give us that not really recognizing times have changed, mm. and I can understand why my mother's mother told her, "You get married, you have children," because they lived in a time where the man um, was the homemaker. Right there was a very l- little women were getting 
employment. And, and even now, those numbers, there's a discrepancy in pay, ra- pay rate. Absolutely. So it was a survival technique in the 40s and 50s, whereas it's not so much now. Praise God I'm born at this time. <laughs> I don't think I would have survived, honestly. Like, I I get it. I understand uh, why things were the way that they were or why people chose that. But I just, I'm just grateful to be born today where it's, um, you don't necessarily have to be married or you don't necessarily have to be married at a certain age or... And um, so I think that this topic, number one, deserves a hand clap. Just being able to, de- like, demystify and um, and just give a different perspective and say that it's okay um, if you don't do it what's considered normal or the traditional way. So sure. I'm grateful for this conversation. So tasks. The last one we were going to talk about was behavior, right? Yeah. Um, this expectation that this is how women behave. Mm. They um, don't say much. There is this perception still from some that a woman is demure. And maybe it do- it's not so much in the everyday life, but I know in the workplace, there's this expectation, sometimes overt, sometimes covert, yeah. that um, women don't say much that when they do speak is at a certain tone with a certain kind of temper to it and temperature to it. And if it is not, then you are either called out of your name or you're seen as aggressive. Mm-hmm. You're seen as not a team player. Um, and, and where men, if they have a certain tone and a certain stance, then they're, they're seen as a go-getter yeah. and a leader. Yes. Right. Um, and so how do we balance, particularly when you're talking about my income, my mm-hmm. livelihood, these expectations that are put on me that don't match me? I'm from a family of seven. We don't often talk quietly. Yeah. So how do I be myself at work, which can come with some volume, um, but not be um, demonized or ostracized because of how I show up? differently than what the expectations of women are in our behavior. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. I know working in a professional setting, I can um, attest to a lot of that knowing that, you know, my male counterparts, uh, the expectation is different. Um, me as, as an Ashley, I'm very vocal. Um, I speak what's on my mind. I try to do it um, in a respectful way and I try to do it where it's professional um, and I try to if I need to tell you off tell you off professionally um, and I can honestly see that there is a difference if mm-hmm. what I'm saying comes from my male counterpart and um, you know and I think it's about having the conversation and speaking on it and to let people know that you know my opinion does matter and what I bring to the table does matter. Um, and so if we continue to have the conversation, um, it's something that can't be avoided. So I think just having the conversation and being willing to have the conversation is definitely important. And I think things will begin to change as a result of the conversation. Yeah. I found you have to have some allies. Mm-hmm. So in my workplace, um, I've had men come up and say, I recognize that no one heard what you said until Mm -hmm. the guy next to you repeated it. 
Wow. And then gave him a compliment for being so insightful, right? And so I've told them, instead of coming to me and saying, you recognized it, why didn't you say, Dr. D just said that? Um, So I'm going to call out uh, our women and our men. um, If you're noticing that there are certain folks at at work that don't have a voice, um, make room for other women. If you are noticing some trends around um, the expectations of behavior or relationships. I remember when a woman congratulated me when I got married. She said, congratulations on getting your MRS. I was like, my MRS? She said, your MRS degree. I said, MRS? She said, yeah, you're, you're Mrs. You're, you got married. That's going to help you in your career because people will be able to see that you can navigate a relationship and you can you know how to communicate with some with others. And I was like, what? <laughs> Completely flabbergasted right now. Did Would you tell a man that? What? Right? <laughs> Listen, I'm taking it back right now. Like, huh? <laughs> like, Congratulations. We say some dumb stuff right. sometimes. And especially women of women, right? Yes. <laughs> so if you find yourself struggling with any of these relationships, tasks, behaviors, we just want to remind you you're not the only one. You're mm-hmm. still amazing. Um, no matter what the world or society is trying to make you think is appropriate for um being a woman or being a good woman or being a desired woman, we want to remind you that it's it's not all true. Mm. And you get to make, you get to decide what that is. And we stand behind you. We stand behind you. Dr. D, right now I'm going to go ahead and do our feature for this episode of I'm this excited. podcast. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? So for this feature, I'm going to give it to Miss Verletta Jackson. What? Yes. yes. Miss Verletta Jackson. Number one, not only is she the sibling of, of Dr. D, um, but she's just <laughs> an amazing, amazing woman. If you have not had the opportunity to meet her, um, Please try to try to work with her in some capacity because she's just um, an amazing person. And just before I get into the feature yesterday at church, um, there was a, a sermon about being a trailblazer. And that's the word that I want to use wow. right now to talk about Miss Verletta Jackson. She is definitely a trailblazer, in my opinion. Um, Miss Verletta Jackson is very active in our community and she works to bridge gaps between the community and the state. Um, a lot of the community initiatives Miss Verletta works with, uh, we may or may not know her hands have had some sort of touch on it. When I think of Miss Verletta, I immediately think of the word not only trailblazer but fearless. Yeah. Uh, she epitomizes the word fearless. She is courageous. <laughs> She is bold, she is unafraid, she is confident, and she is audacious. I am quite honored to have worked with her in um, in many capacities, honestly. Miss um, Verletta, I just want you to know that we see you, um, and we just want you to know that you are doing a fearlessly great job, and you, my friend, are an imperial everyday woman. Miss uh, Dr. D, can you, like, 
can you vouch for this? Do you think that your <laughs> sister is fearless and a trailblazer? Like, can you, like, agree with me or, or, or not? <laughs> Absolutely. And we should probably note that I'm surprised. We never talk about who you're going to select as an imperial woman. Yeah. So I didn't know you were going to select my sister. Um, my sister is amazing and not a lot of people can say that about their sibling or won't say it about their sibling because of the things that go on behind closed doors. But in every way, my sister is a trailblazer. She has a passion for helping others and she exemplifies that in everything that she touches. She reminds me a lot of my dad mm-hmm. and I know she's going to appreciate that compliment. She knows what that means. So congratulations, sis. You are an imperial woman. You rock. So, Miss Ashley, the last couple of weeks since we first met, I bought this thing that has been a lifesaver. And I think other everyday women would love to know about it. So, what is it? It is... A cordless, rechargeable neck fan. Meaning no batteries? Meaning no batteries. It hangs around your neck. You've seen those Bluetooth um, earphones that you hang around your neck and put in your ears. It hangs on something like that. But at the end, instead of earphones, it's two fans. And you. it has three levels. Mm. And so it can blow like just a little bit of air or blow your hair. And the <laughs> ends of the fan are um, movable. Okay. So you can face it to your face or you can face it, you know, to your hair. And it has been so handy. So women, you know, if you're like doing your makeup in the morning, but you can't get it on before you start sweating. <laughs> or you may be at a little certain age where these um, hot flashes start to pop up, go on Amazon. They run about six bucks. Mm. I couldn't believe it was so cheap. Go on Amazon, search neck fan. These things are amazing. I can imagine they'd be great for like working out, when I do my makeup, when I'm laying in the bed. It's just amazing. Courtless fan, hangs around your neck. Check it out on Amazon. Out of 10, what would you rate it? Oh, i give it an 11. It's amazing. Because I have those like bright lights when I do my makeup. Mm-hmm. And so I always end up trying to do it so fast so that the lights don't, you know, cause me to, to sweat it out. Nice. Um, or cooking, right? While I'm cooking. And I put my hair back anyway when I cook. But especially like I can imagine these holidays are coming out. Mm-hmm. And if you're one to be in the kitchen for a great amount of the time, I can imagine that would be great. Um, throwing it around your neck while I'm doing laundry because I wait and do all my laundry together. I'm giving all my business. <laughs> but if you're sitting down doing like six loads at once, it's cool to have, you know, just a little breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it's great. Check it out. Neck fan. On Amazon, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to have to check it out. So what have you been into the last two weeks? So for the last few weeks, um, well, I've tried this thing called bubble tea or yeah bubble tea Hmm. and um i initially tried it years ago in new york and it was it was cool it was okay um but i feel like it's evolved over the years (laughs) um so i had bubble tea 
Um, I forgot the name of the company that I tried it through. It's a, they have a truck that um, positions itself downtown and it's bubble tea and you can get it in different flavors. So you can get like a green tea and it can have the bubbles um, that are a different flavor. So it's really cool. And these bubbles, they kind of like burst in your mouth with flavor. So delicious. And then there is... In addition to bubble tea, there is boba tea, which is the same concept, but the bubbles in the boba tea are tapioca balls. And so um, it's really good. Uh, you should give it a try, and I think you'll love it. It's so delicious, bubble tea and boba tea. Tapioca in my tea. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Tapioca in my tea. I'm not quite sure, Ash. Uh... Well, don't try the boba tea. Try the bubble tea. Okay. With the, the explosive balls. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to try one of the teas, but I doubt it's the tapioca one. <laughs> so call me the next time you see the truck out. Oh, I'll for come, sure. I'll come and get one. So we said we would finish... Talking today about noise and signs or noise and signals. Um, when I posted this on Facebook, it got a, a lot of attention. Um, and so we said we would talk about it today. When I think about noise and signals, I think it's really important not to get the two confused. Noise can be a distraction. It can be something that just... Um, happened or is just out there that doesn't really deserve our attention, right? I think of that um, even with my children. What's something that needs to be addressed and something that just needs to be hugged out, right? Mm -hmm. It's just it's just noise. It's not a signal for something bigger. Yeah. But also there's a danger of missing a signal and dismissing it as just noise. Um, what needs to be addressed in a way that is dismantled or um, not reinforced, right? And so it can be difficult, I think, particularly in communication, really recognizing what is noise and what's a signal. Um, I've told my daughter certain language, run. Okay. There's no sense in a relationship trying to help a person figure out how not to call you out of their out of your name, mm. or um, verbal abuse can be real indicative of it can be a sign that something else can is can come right. So you you can you can run mm. when there's verbal abuse. You can consider that a sign um, because a noise is a joke that you you don't think is funny. Yeah. But a sign is someone attacking your character or questioning your 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 moral fiber, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I think about with noise and signals. What immediately comes to mind is thunderstorms. So thunderstorms, um, I look at it two different ways. Um, with the noise of a thunderstorm, I look at it as just the noise, right? Um, it could like you stated earlier, it could be a distraction. Um, just because I hear it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right there. Mm. And it's something to be fearful of. 
but then when I begin to see the signs of a thunderstorm, like the lightning and flashing that's in close proximity, or even the um, trees blowing heavily or debris flowing, then I know that there is something to be afraid of. And so that is my sign to run hmm. and to take shelter. Um, so that's kind of what I think of when I think about noise and signals. I know this is an old saying, but when I first saw it several years ago, it changed my life. And when I, it, it, it comes to mind for me with noise and signals, and that's no is a full sentence. Yeah. No is a complete sentence, right? When you see a sign, it's okay to believe the sign, mm-hmm. accept the sign, and move on. Noise, you might want to engage and have a conversation. A sign, a no is a complete sentence. Yeah. And you are an amazing woman still if you don't explain yourself. Mm. You don't have to. That's your choice. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that um, you were able in, to engage with us in conversation. I hope something was said that you can call a friend and get their thoughts and opinions on. Um, grab you a boba tea mm. <laughs> and buy you a neck fan and uh, get ready for our next episode, which will be in a couple weeks. Um, we want to again highlight that Imperial women are trailblazers. And that trail can be on a national scale. It also can be locally where some little girl is watching you do something that someone told her she shouldn't do or couldn't do. And you blaze the trail for her. So we want to thank all of the trailblazing women out there, whether it's through um, how you're keeping your home to running a Fortune 500 company. You are imperial. We see you, we celebrate you, and we'll talk to you next time.